Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. There is so much breaking, so much developing right this minute in Philadelphia. It's just incredible. It's outrageous. And the media should be all over this. I'll, I'll withhold my judgment. I'll watch throughout the day. We're going to get to that local story. I'm also going to mention that you know there is this House panel... And this is in D.C. Considering federal legislation, and this is a good thing in my humble opinion, that would ban transgender folks from girls and women's team sports. So this one I I support fully because I do support women's and girls sports, especially girls sports. And and let's go through this because maybe, and I, I just want to hear from you, and I'll get to the breaking news because I try to give you a balance of breaking news, what's happening in the news, but as well some opinion between me, Dawn Stensland, as well as our executive producer, Anthony Dorenzo, as well as Jimmy Kelly. Just we have all different views. We are diversity here, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We have a diversity of opinion, right? So we want to welcome you in on this and other issues of the day, 855-839-1210. But this federal legislation would ban trans people from competing against biologically born girls and women on the sports uh, level, in the sports arena. In other words, all sports teams, girls uh, will be heard from for the first time this morning. And this is the House Committee on Education and the Workforce. Okay, so what's the name of this before somebody else calls it some banning somebody from something? It would, it's called the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act, all right? And it was introduced last month by Representative Greg Stube, who's a Republican from Florida. And it seeks to amend Title IX, and that's what this is about, Title IX. That's the federal civil rights law prohibiting sex-based discrimination to recognize sex, or I would, I would replace the word sex with gender, quite frankly, but whatever, and uh, as that which is based solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth. As you can imagine, this is going to be very controversial. And maybe, maybe you don't support Title IX. Maybe you think Title IX is unfair because what does it do? In other words, it gives federal dollars and it grants sports scholarships for boys. In my in my view, and I've talked to so many people, even 
you know, grandparents, great-grandparents who say, you know what, at one point when they talked about Title IX and creating this, what, 50, 60 years ago, there were people who were against it and said it's really not about equal rights. Then people saw the impact of what this meant. So girls' sports creates a situation for for education of girls to keep girls on a team and on the right path in life. It's a good thing because back in the day, boys were in sports from the time they were small and then they got those scholarships and it, of course, launched them into more likely to be on a path to, on a road to education. And we know, certainly we've talked about it. We, I think we had a conversation yesterday on Twitter, a lot of us, talking about how education is a key, right? No matter whether you're born poor, no matter what life you're born into in America, education is a key. It's a pathway to greater success in life, of course, supported by your family and and being raised you know, in a loving family. But even if you're not, I, I would just argue Title IX has been traditionally a good thing in America. So we will watch for that. I know that uh, Speaker McCarthy has on many occasions signaled his support for such legislation. And now we're going to see this committee and we're going, going to see today, we're going to see some of that testimony. So you can sound off. Do you support this? Uh, what do you think about this as it happens today and as they debate it? And obviously, you know, the media is going to is going to put their slant on it. So I wanted to give that one to you. I will also, moving through the day, talk about this new drug since we left off with Kale and Company News Live and Greg Stocker and Nick Kale talking about the obesity epidemic and how they're putting that on the map and what's going on with that. 855-839-1210. What is your thought about the obesity epidemic? Do you remember a time when people were more active and where nobody really was obese? And do you blame some of the some of the foods and the way that they're manipulated through science, the way that they're highly produced and that sort of thing. So we'll talk about that, 855-839-1210. I did not know about this new type of drug that is generating a lot of excitement. And you know where I find it? Mostly on financial sites, sites that are about the stock market. I guess Elon Musk swears by this thing that um, that's what's generating as well a lot of excitement because rich and famous people have known about this. So I guess it's they're saying just a jab a week and the weight falls off. Elon Musk swears by it. Influencers, you know, on social media, Hollywood celebs suddenly slimmer. Don't you always wonder, how do these celebrities, they gain weight for a role role, and then you think, wow, they must be so disciplined. Apparently, the Hollywood stars have been known, have known about this for a long time. But it's um, this is getting a lot of traction. So these new drugs called GLB-1 receptor drugs, I've, I, and I apologize, I should, I usually this is up my alley to look at stuff like this. I did not know about this. So there's one called semaglutide. It's developed by a Danish pharmaceutical firm called Novo Nordisk. And it's in clinical trials, it leads to weight loss of about 15%. But it is already being sold under the brand name Wegovy. It looks like Wegov. It's Wegovy in America. But here's the deal: there's another one called Ozempic or Ozempic. It's a lower dose version. It's a diabetes drug right now, and it's also being used off label for weight loss. So it's a rival kind of GLP-1 drug made by Eli Lilly. 
an American firm. So that's due to come on sale later this year, and it's, they sit, they claim, more effective still. Here's the deal. We're talking billions. So analysts looking at, and this is, a, I'm looking at like Wall Street type analysts, they are predicting that these GLP-1 drugs could reach a $150 billion market by 2031. And that competes with cancer drugs today. These, all these new cancer miracle drugs we're hearing about. So they think, they predict that in the future, these kind of medications would be covered by your insurance and they would be, they're like the new statins. So as we think about the world's obesity epidemic, these would be like the new statin drug. Remember, we had all the hype about cholesterol. Obviously, they're still being studied and they must be, of course, carefully studied for those long-term effects. But obviously, a lot of excitement swirling around those. If you've heard of them, if you want to partake in the conversation, there are no calories and no cost. It's free. 855-839-1210 is the number to call. But I do want to tell you that the latest controversy swirling here in Philadelphia surrounding education is the fact that we're now learning that Simon Gratz High School, Mastery Charter, was shut down this morning. Why? Because of asbestos and this, what they're calling damaged asbestos, which means that asbestos is most dangerous, we know, when it is somehow, um, when it's damaged or when it's, when it's disturbed, right? Because if it's, it, at least, if it's all sealed up in a building, it's not, it's not loose particles. The problem is if it's damaged anyway, right, or disturbed, that's when it goes airborne and that's when it's breathe, you breathe it in and that's the scary thing. This is a huge school and now we've got other students displaced and apparently Zoom learning. But this is a, a huge story that's happening in Philadelphia and I think it's a disgrace. I, f- I feel as a parent of teenage, you know, kids and I, I know what it's like right now to have kids in high school and what they've been dealing with as far as the pandemic and the shutdowns and all of the missed classwork and all of that. And to have this happen on top. And I, somebody, and I'm not usually like this, and you know me, I don't usually say who needs to be fired over this. But if they knew about the other situation that's been going on, Building 21 that we've talked about, Anthony, I don't know if you have, because I'm looking at Anthony's cut sheet. And oh my gosh, Anthony's been working overtime on the cut sheet. It looks like Anthony has a 6ABC investigative type report on this one. Everybody's, I think, scrambling to investigate this stuff. But Anthony, let's go to what you have on the cut sheet with 6ABC reporting on the superintendent, relatively new superintendent, so I'm not blaming him because why we apparently knew about the one on Building 21 that we've been talking about for two years? Unbelievable. Let's listen. It was last week. The Building 21 Magnet School was closed after a failed asbestos inspection. But tonight, a new revelation from Philadelphia School Superintendent, Dr. Tony Watlington. He wrote, the asbestos issue should have been fixed well before his tenure, stating the district knew about the dangers back in 2021. In a letter to the Building 21 community tonight, he wrote upon further investigation, they found that the records indicate asbestos damage had existed in the auditorium since June 2021 and possibly longer. 
He went on to write, This lack of oversight can be attributed to the district's historic underfunding that has led to the deterioration of our buildings and inadequate record-keeping processes. If you knew something like that, why wouldn't you take heed when you found right. out about the situation? As you can exactly. imagine, school district parents like Shanika Lewis are worried to hear of the mishandling. She lives across the street, and her son previously was a student in the building. Now you want to know, like, does, you know, do they know about all the other buildings in the schools and everything? We also met neighbor Raymond Craig, who went to school there as a child and wants better for the kids there now. Is it unfair to the kids that had to go in there? Yes, it is unfair. Dr. Watlington also wrote today that the Pennsylvania Department of Education has approved their request to transfer Building 21 students to virtual learning. The request was made after Building 21 students were transferred to Strawberry Mansion High School, but hardly any students showed up for class. The majority of students and family cited safety concerns traveling to Strawberry Mansion High School for in-person learning. However, in order to transition to virtual learning, families will need to provide the administration with a written excusal demonstrating their concern. Yeah, so the question, and you hear uh, Shanika Lewis, one of the moms, you're hearing former students, the question is, if this has been going on for years, who is going to pay for the screening of, of my child? Or if Ms. Lewis was a volunteer, as a lot of moms are, or parents or caregivers are in the schools, how much were you in there? Were you in the auditorium, the stairwells, et cetera? Where else is this? And this is a question moving forward for Simon Gratz. And I think if you're in the Philadelphia public schools, you're thinking, wait a minute, you guys, you shut down, strictest uh, shutdowns in the, in the nation, right, with schools. So they we had heard at the time that they were using it as an opportunity since kids were banned from the schools for so long, to get, to get inspectors in there. Let's fix up the schools. We have a half a billion dollars in all this COVID money we keep hearing about. And Shapiro, with his budget address last night, talking about the surplus and all the COVID money, et cetera. Why weren't we looking at this? That was the one silver lining that we talked about was, oh, well, at least they can fix up the schools and they can look at the the old boilers, right, that were exploding. We heard all about that in different parts of the... Um, school district, what were they doing? They were earning money, right? They got paid, unlike a lot of us who took pay cuts or companies where they just cut people, were forced to cut people. Remember that whole thing in the pandemic? How could we forget? So to me, I where's the inquiry into this? Where Where is the accountability? And this is where I think we have to ask these questions of those running who are right now running for mayor, they were all in city council, zooming it in, but wh- where's the transparency with within all of this? And that's a question also, not only to the city council members, but to somebody like Rebecca Reinhardt, right? Because it was her job to look into all of this and provide that transparency. So these are all the questions that we'll put forth, continuing to ask all of these candidates, they're the wannabe mayor. Okay, where were you? What were you doing for Ms. Shanika Lewis and her her child? So these parents are a very involved community. We've been hearing from them they packed a weekend meeting. So you can't blame in any way, shape, or form, in my humble opinion. People always say, oh, it takes the parents. This is a, a parent-rich <laughs> group. Uh, These are a tight-knit group. They're coming together. They're very involved in their children's education, and they're passionate. They're speaking out. They're doing all the right things, and we saw that over the weekend with that big meeting.
So we're continuing to follow it and find out what's going on with Simon Gratz High School Mastery Charter and where they're going to move these kids, how extensive is the asbestos that they've newly discovered now, right? We also have the latest on this very disturbing story, and I told you about it 24 hours ago, that it was it, we were getting the new information, that we were getting the new details on the young alleged perpetrators, and their images are all over the Internet. Some of them look very young, could be, could be in middle school, but look high school age. So let's listen in to this latest report on the Center City attack update with these eight, they're calling them suspects, Philadelphia police looking out for these dangerous suspects who beat a woman, beat her to a pulp, beat her unconscious. And then even when she's still laying there, they're still kicking her and hitting her in the face. It's hard to watch, but they now have these very clear, crisp images that they've done the screenshot type thing showing these young suspects, eight of them, mostly girls. So here's the latest report on the Center City attack update. A brutal attack in Center City. Police released a short clip showing part of a savage beating at 15th and Chestnut near City Hall around 7 p.m. February 23rd. Not right here, like of all places. In the video released today, all you see is a person stomp down on the ground and a group start to run. A 33-year-old woman lay unconscious on the sidewalk with injuries to her head, face, and body after being punched, kicked, and stomped on. Put them on TV, show their faces, that's what you got to do. Police want you to see the suspects' faces in hopes of identifying them. Surveillance cameras near the attack captured some on bikes, a few wearing masks, others seen smiling. All appeared to be young. It happens all over. I know, it happens on Chestnut Street, it happens on Broad Street, it happens all over. Data from the 6ABC Neighborhood Safety Tracker shows assaults are on the rise in the area. In the last three years, there's been an average of 180 assaults, but in the last 12 months alone, there have been more than 200. I lived in Philadelphia for years, and it wasn't this bad, but it's gotten a little worse. Many people walking in the area today want to see more police patrol the area on foot and acknowledged they do have concerns for their own safety. My thoughts are sympathy for the victim. I'm very grieved by the occurrences that are happening too often. Yeah, they are. And, you know, they're saying it's near City Hall, quote-unquote, but technically, isn't that Rittenhouse Square? 15th and Chestnut, kind of over, over by the, what is it, the Sofitel Hotel? Sofitel Philadelphia? I don't know. I, I think that's tech. I mean, I know it's on the... the it's out, probably the cutoff, the, I guess, right there. Right but, there on the yeah. corner, but nobody's talking about Rittenhouse Square. Isn't that interesting? Why is that? And then the other one that we've talked about was at, uh, what, 10th and Chestnut was the other uh, brutal attack that we've been talking about. So what's going on with this? Is this one of those areas where they now know the the police because these are generally Rittenhouse Square is generally a safer area. So have they diverted some of the police patrols from this area? Because we heard about that supposed little diversion program. I wonder if that's going on here. And then still, what about community policing, foot patrols, bike patrols? I know in the Chestnut Hill section of Philadelphia, we used to have our regular guys and gals on the bike patrol I don't really see our bike cops as much. So if they're still there, they're not as visual 
as they visible as they used to be. And so this is all about presence and showing that police presence. Now I did see, what was it about a week ago, week or so? I saw some, some, a uh, couple of police officers on horseback. And I think that's a good thing too, that, that we have our, our mounted patrol. All of that is visual because, of course, when you see an officer on a bicycle, but especially on one of these gorgeous big horses, you can't miss it. It's a great presence. And so I I love that, too. I want to see him all over. So moving forward, we'll talk about all of this, what's happening nationally. We have so many stories to update for you, as well as what's happening in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, across the nation. And then what's up with these 10 plaques? Stolen from statues just outside of Citizens Bank Park. So we'll give the update on that one. So much to tell you about this morning. Hi, Dawn Stensland. I appreciate you being here. We appreciate you at Dawn Stensland on Twitter. So you can hit me up there, 855-839-1210, if you want to sound off on what's going on here and around the country and around the world. We're going to take a break. Be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I was just talking to somebody who ran to get coffee and somebody in the break room, I said, oh, it looks so nice and sunny out. We've all been in here since dark, you know, since the wee hours of the morning. (laughs) He goes, I don't let it fool you. It looks nice out the window, but it's like 60 mile an hour winds out there. (sighs) So Anthony, where do you want, Anthony Durenzo, great job. We had a lot of reaction from our local comic and you have some more follow-up on, uh, is that what I see? Yeah, on Jad. Jad, Jad, we had, uh, he posted, I just pulled this because uh, he put up a post on Instagram regarding his firing, uh, kind of explaining it a little bit and playing some of the jokes that they specifically mentioned. Uh, he expanded on it on his Instagram. If you want to follow him, that's at Jad Slay, J A D S L A Y. But he spoke out there. Listen in. Hey, I worked for a public radio show that aired here, and I got fired for uh, my stand up, and I got a list of jokes. And what's wrong with them? Let's go through them. Here's the first one. Like, uh, people say Muslims hate Jews. It's more accurate to say we're very afraid of them. <laughs> They've been kicking our ass for like seven years. <laughs> 
We gotta rethink that term homophobia, dude. Homophobia means you hate gay people. It doesn't mean homosexuals have defeated you in a dozen wars. <laughs> Alright, that, that was an example of uh, racist content. Uh, it's weird that they say that's racist in that it, it mentions zero races. There's all kinds of Muslims. There's Asian, black ones. There's white ones. Yeah, so keep in mind, and if you missed the interview, Anthony had posted it uh, yesterday and, and tagged WPHT, but this is, uh, you know, he goes under Jad Slay on Instagram, and he's somebody who is an Arab-American, Muslim-American. His parents had told him, we don't really think that you should be a journalist. It's better if you're a doctor <laughs> because we feel you're more protected, remember that? Like, doctor <laughs> yeah. or a lawyer. But it, we, don't, we don't want you to be a public person because we feel – because why? Because he was bullied as a kid, as an Arab-American so um, somebody who I guess when when uh, people in the media talk about brown and black individuals, I don't know, would he be considered a, a brown yeah. uh, individual, I yeah. guess? I, d I think so. So here's somebody who's been bullied in his life. He knows what that is to get to hear people's kids in his life and, and others uh, talk about the fact that he's a he's a Muslim person. He's an Arab American. He has felt that kind of discrimination and racism in his life. He knows what that feels like. And so he's turning it into comedy and making, trying to make everybody laugh about it. And it's edgy, certainly. He's talking about women. And he said, and Anthony, we talked about that. Jad says, you know, hey, I have friends who are, who are cops, but he made stories about Dunkin' Donuts and Philadelphia cops. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. And so he's making fun of himself. He's making fun of religion. He's making fun of, you know, people in the crowd who are his friends supporting him, et cetera. But, Look at who fires him. NPR funded, publicly funded, WHYY, and these uh, white women mainly. White, I, I don't think any people of color called him in. And they it was on a Zoom. Was were some of them on Zoom? Or were they all on Zoom that they call him in? Yeah, this was like a he just had a random right? Zoom call that he had no idea. You know, they didn't tell him it was with right. HR, but he didn't know what was so up. He didn't so, know. They're yeah. just saying, "Hey, Jad, we need a Zoom call." He's like, oh, "Okay," and he's not one of their news anchors. Right. It's not like, uh, let's say, KYW News Radio, Carol McKenzie. Right. She has uh, she is a well-known Philadelphia journalist, award winning, longtime big name. Right. So let's use Carol for, for example. This is not somebody who is a known news anchor journalist person. He hosts a podcast. It's not right. It's it's a podcast. It's an audio podcast on science. Yeah, right? I mean, it's a niche for them, kind of. Right. Which, I mean, as he said before, too, when you could listen on the interview, he expands on this. Uh, his his boss is new. Like, he he transitioned to doing stand-up while working this job. So this kind of shocked nature of the administrators or his boss or the union, I mean, it's a little unfair, I think. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully, I know he said the union is working on this. Hopefully, they can figure something out for him. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, this is a total equal opportunity employer mess right. i mean could you imagine if it's just i i don't know someone who's a veteran someone who's a muslim someone it's mm -hmm. he checks all the boxes of right. like just total victim in this situation yeah and you bring up the great point that that jad brought up yesterday anthony which is he's saying how come i didn't get a warning my bosses i told them hey i'm doing some comedy they saw his stuff that he posted online and they never said "Ooh, some of this stuff is a little edgy or mm -hmm. if they had said, hey, Jad, why don't you go by one name, your comedy name, 
on social media, have a different handle, and then only put out your work stuff on a different one so you separate that out. They, nothing. No yeah. warning, nothing, right? Yeah, they didn't critique him at all, which I think that would be something that's... The union could... Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's something that's rational. If they approached him and asked him you know, about a plan or, or adjusting it, I think he would have been open to it. He seems like a very rational guy. I haven't known him that long, but, you know, yeah. it's... I think that's you don't get the due process that you deserve. And I think that's a trend. It doesn't matter what industry you're in or, or what mm-hmm. you're dealing with. That's a trend. I, we see it with many companies in HR now. And that's I mean, it's completely unacceptable, whether it's legal process or mm-hmm. people in their livelihoods and their careers. You deserve a, a fair shake, especially yes. in a situation like this. Yeah. So we'll we'll continue to follow his career. I feel badly for him and especially when. You could, he, he was, during the interview, he, when I was talking to him, he was getting choked up and he was fighting back tears because they gave him this, they, it was immediate on the, being fired on a Zoom call for something that came out of the blue, something his managers knew about by mostly these, these white, and I'll just say it, white woke women who are judging him, canceling him. And he even challenges them. And says, well, you know, he's, he's saying, I'm a Muslim, Arab, brown, American. I know what it is to be victimized, a racist, bully, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever had that happen? Because, you know, and they, are you white? Yes, I'm white. So he has that that angle of this. But I guess I would just say, if this can happen to, to this guy, it can happen to anybody. And that really is where his coworkers have been apparently supporting him. Even ones who didn't laugh because they're they're triggered by his humor thought, you know what, that's not that's going so far to cancel this guy out. No notice, no due process. And as well, people said, well, you know, I was in a band. What if they look up my my lyrics that I was mm-hmm. singing, you know, back in the day? Are they going to fire me? That came up as well. And so now it seems more and more as it comes out and his story comes out, I see him getting more and more support. But let's hope that after SAG fights for him and they do the right thing. I don't know that he'll get his job back, but at the very least, hopefully he gets a job. Something, a compensation, right? acknowledgement, just something, because this is, yeah. it's just unacceptable. The story that he told about the fact that, that his health care was shut off and that he, he suffers with MS, relatively new diagnoses, which he was dealing with, and then he was due for his shot. It's one infusion, what did he say, a month, I believe? And so yeah. he was due for that, and it's thousands of dollars. And so even the doctors at Penn took mercy on him, and they got, you know, it kind of helped that situation to get him the meds that he needed. That that's Well, he, that's a whole other part of it. Right. I mean, the fact that he just recently was sick and really needs medication, yes. and that's, I mean, thank God he's, yes. he's with the military, and, and that can still cover him to an yes. extent, but... I mean, it's just tragic. You know, this stuff, people go through this stuff all the time. And no matter, we could debate healthcare all day and, and how it goes. But the fact that, like, you could lose your job one day and the next, then you can't afford your medication because it's right. $10,000 a dose. It's I mean, crazy. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, it, nobody should have to deal with that. I don't think that when these people called these upper level, upper echelon, I'd love to know, first of all, how much are they making? What's their salary to the VP and the human services people who had to Zoom in with him so they're not calling him to an office? Are they still Zooming it in at WHYY? Probably. How much are these people salaried that our tax dollars are helping to fund them? I (laughs) I would like to know that. 
It's probably more than all three of us combined. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get a job there? Right? We'll bring the dog show to right. NPR. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? They would all lose oh, they would hate their us. collective minds. They would that building with pictures. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, they'd lose their minds. But, you know, you think about it. I don't even think they knew who he was. They didn't care. They didn't know that he's a, a Muslim, Arab, American, Marine United States Marines served our country, right? Think think about all of the, like you said, the box. Checks the boxes, right? Yeah, yeah. The boxes. And that he was had fairly recently diagnosed with a quite a serious ailment, and they shut off. Boom. Right, today, shut yeah. off his health insurance. But I mean, why wow. Why is HYY making a big deal out of this? I mean, it's not like he was bad-mouthing them or no. bad-mouthing the company or the radio. I mean, it's one thing if you're going on there and you're bad-mouthing your place of in, of employment, which you shouldn't do on social media. We all know that. We're all smart enough to realize it. But he wasn't saying anything about HYY. He was making fun of himself, and all of a sudden, everybody's offended. Right. I, I mean... And it's, and yeah, and to your point, Jimmy, he was he was this comedy thing that he was doing, right? Which is a sideline thing he was doing for quite a while. Which again, as Anthony and, said, and now you have it coming out that he has MS. I mean, it, yeah. this is bad publicity for WHYY. They, they, they really they really shot themselves in the foot here. Yeah. To be honest, with well, you. and if they didn't know about uh, if they didn't know about. Um, this entire situation they should have known i mean it, when you apply to a place it asks you have you been yeah. in the military what is your oh, race is what true. is your religion yeah, so these everything. are all things they didn't care Ann. yeah they yeah. didn't care can we take Fra- uh, frank in south philadelphia we want to hear from you on this and all the other issues we've been talking about 855-839-1210 with dawn anthony jimmy and now frank from south philadelphia hey frank hey dawn good morning to you and, uh, and the rest of the gentlemen you're with over there uh Anthony, then, but I like to comment on the first one that the company that fired a gentleman that, that was doing jokes and yeah. stuff like that. I, I, I think that that company can't take a joke for real because anyone that's out there, I, I was watching the Chris Rock performing, and guess what? I enjoyed it, the comedy people. You know, they, they're telling jokes about different things, the things that are happening today and, and the past. So, you know, if people can't take a joke, they, they walk out the building, stay out. You know, I mean, that's how I feel about that. Now, I like to comment on on the on the lady that uh, got got beat up in the by the May kids at fifteenth in uh, Chestnut, I think it was. And um, yes, it, I'm seventy years old, Don, and I hope it doesn't happen to me or anyone else. But city council, DA, Kenny, they're up in that age bracket, and, and it's God forbid, God forbid, something happens to their their loved ones or themselves that something like that happens. Eight kids or eight people, 10 people, whatever, gang up on one person, no matter what age it might be. You know, they, they just don't have really a chance unless they're in physically good condition. And I hope it doesn't happen to any anyone's lo- lo- love life. But those kids, should be, when they caught up to catch up to them kids, they should be prosecuted. And the parents of those kids should turn around and realize, hey, one day I'm going to be old and my kids are going to be in that age bracket. Mm-hmm. You know, there's bad kids out there. Yeah, we understand that. And I was one of them. My brother was one of them. But we never turn around and beat up on old people or any other people like that or destroy somebody's property. We looked after elderly people and properties when we were, when we were young. And uh, and that's my take on that. I, I, I like to get your take on it, Dawn. Well, Frank, I thank you. Frank from South Philadelphia, thanks for calling. 
My take is that we we have never seen this level of violence from kids as young as 10. So a lot of these perps are 14 years young, right? They get younger and younger. What's going on here? So I know that there there is this there is this um renewed look at their social media presence and the fact that on social media there are challenges to some of these younger kids to say, hey, go out and do this, go out and do that, we'll record it. Because the question is, why are they recording it? Like, remember the high school girls and they were putting on um, blackface and making racist remarks, white girls in a local high school, and you say, private high school, and you say, why Why would they, if they're doing this, A, it's a sin, B, because it was a Catholic school, B, they were doing it and posting it on social media. So are they earning some kind of points? And what is up with that? And that apparently is one of the motivations, which is, you know, stupid and bizarre, to put it bluntly. But on the other hand, I do believe that a piece of this is that we did have these shutdowns going on, and this is the fourth school year. So if a kid is 14, they were 10 when they were banned from the classroom. And for some kids in these, uh, you know, they call it marginalized homes or marginalized I hate these terms, but that's what it's called, right? So some of these kids, and this is um, not just in the city, it's in the suburbs. We saw that that Bucks County teen now charged with the murder of Sergeant Fitzgerald Temple University, right? So some of these some of these kids who are on the edge did the school shutdowns and the pandemic and the masks and all of that. How did it impact them? We know it impacted their mental health because we know that from the medical community and all the statistics. What I would love to see studied, and I've tried to look this up, the studies will emerge in areas where they had less of the children banned from the classroom, right? Compare the mental health and then the outbreaks of these kids doing something that's more outrageous, more violence. This is my question. What? Look at the data. Look at what's happening in real time. As a parent, I think kids need structure, right? All of our kids, we know it. They need structure from the time they're little. So that structure was disrupted in their lives. For a lot of kids we know, think about in Philadelphia, they, they had kids missing. They're still missing. Then on top of it, a lot of kids get breakfast and they get lunch and they get a snack. It is truly their structure in their life. And that was completely demolished and uprooted and disrupted. You can't tell me that it didn't have an impact. Maybe you're going to argue, Dawn, these kids were already on a certain path. Okay, maybe, but we'll never know. I think as the days and weeks and years go by and we learn more about the pandemic and its damage, the one group, the one future generation damaged the most, kids, young people in schools, And this government and those government officials who did this and knew what they were doing, and they did it, why? To control partisan politics, money, whatever. There's no good that comes out of that. They need to be outed. Why? Because we need to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And these kids, this generation, they will never forget it. And I I look at my own boys, my own teenage sons, they and their classmates and other kids, they talk about freedom in ways that the generation above them, a little older, does not talk about. And that's a good thing. 
This is The Dawn Show, 855-839-1210. We have so much more to talk to you about. Be right back. So many stories developing. I know that in the suburbs, there are some municipalities in our area, and now there's bipartisan legislation talking about TikTok. And is TikTok a window into your device and security and all of that? We'll talk about that moving forward. And as well, I had previewed for you, I talked to you about the fact that very recently, Chester County, which is a top employer in a government employer, right? A top employer in the suburbs in Chester County. They employ hundreds of people and they decided just last week that, you know, it, it works. If we have telework policies and we have remote work and zooming it in, they feel it's going green and that it's efficient. It's working for them. And so with the exception of, of course, first responders and those who are required to work in person, you know, like law enforcement, first responders, that sort of thing. But we talked about that. And I had so much reaction from many of you saying, well, wait a minute. Do the three people who voted this in among them, um, Chief County Administrator Bobby Cagle, for example, and Eric uh, Walshberger, uh, County Human Resources Director Michelle Gallo, do these individuals, does this affect them? Yes, I believe that it does. I don't know if they are themselves working telework, um, but I'm assuming they are. But we'll try to get to the bottom of that. But some, so many of your questions were, do they have relatives working uh, within the county who benefits from this? So there were a lot of questions swirling. And we'll continue to get to the uh, the bottom of that one and keep you updated on what's going on in the suburbs. And with that, in Chester County, I'll get to John, who has a point he wants to make. Hey, John. Hey, how are you, Don? Good. Um, I was I was listening to a program again about the com- comic of the comedian who was let go by NPR. Yes. Um, just yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, there are two articles about uh, corporate wokeness. And one of, one of them re- refers to a study that showed that um, the middle-level management people are the ones that drive it, and the upper echelons don't fight it because they're concerned, they're gonna, they're concerned that they're going to lose standing or market share or whatever it is. And when you think about HR being involved in all of this mm-hmm. and taking an aggressive stance toward this guy, it makes, it's, sort of a, it's sort of a good fit with what the, the studies are showing. And it makes me wonder whether or not educational indoctrination, which has been going on for quite some time, isn't now having its impact at a mid-level management position in terms of driving wokeness. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely absolutely right. And the the Wall Street Journal has been talking about this. You know, I, I think they had another study that they talked about at least a year, year and a half ago that they've talked about these these woke discrimination demands and you know what I mean that it's a real right. problem. And well, the thing is that that I I have concerns about the corporate leadership being way too soft and willing to kind of cave in, and that's the reason why people like DeSantis in Florida have to exert pressure from above. Yeah, and and kind of kind of drag the the corporations into uh, appropriateness and uh, reasonableness is the way I look at it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you, and you bring up great points, John. But I I will say, as far as this goes, when we look at at Jad, who we talked to yesterday, uh, Slayman, it goes by Jad Slay at Jad Slay on Instagram. 
So so his case was he did not know these individuals when they they write him an email and say and think about think about the impersonal way that that happened as well. And we talk about social media. And I think in many ways social media is is how people are when you're in your car. You know how and who yes, who is it Menace? Yes. Who is the comedian who makes fun of this? Oh my goodness, and I hate when I can't give proper attribution, so we'll figure it out, but in other words, you could be the nicest, best person in the world. I think it's Carlin you're talking about. He talks about how it, everyone okay, everyone who's slower than you right? is- Right. Oh, you're yeah. evil. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then everyone who's faster than you is a maniac. <laughs> yeah. it's I, I could pull that. That's a really good one. And so, and so think about that. When you're in your vehicle, do you become that different person and your personality is different? Yes. Whereas, whereas if- if somehow somebody could talk to you or if they, they knew who you were, right? You'd be a little different. What do you like when you drive, Dawn? I've never had to ride with you anywhere. So what do you like? Do you start screaming at people? No. Start screaming out the F word? Move it? <laughs> the big pedal means go? And every other thing like that? No. What my whole thing... Well, going in, in the morning, there's no traffic, which is right. a beautiful thing. But I just always... I don't understand why people drive in the left lane. Why do they? And my husband Larry Menti has the best line because he says, "What do they think they're the Blue Angels? Lincoln Drive. They 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 drive in a formation of like two of them or four of them, and they they think that they're the you know Blue Angels like driving in formation so nobody can get around them. That's the best line I've ever heard. But it's just sometimes I'm like, move, just please move. Some people are so big. My my mom's got to be the worst. <laughs> my mom is the worst driver, has been the worst for many years. I know where she gets it from. My grandfather, my grandfather had to be the worst driver in the world. No lie. I mean, he but just was he was he in an accident though. I think he may have been, and I think my mom may have been as well, but. I'm I'm not too sure. If they were, I don't have no memory of it. So. All right. Well, we'll continue on with it. But I, I just will say with the story of Jed, the story's not over. We're going to follow it for you. But the union is fighting it. But much to John's point, the, the truth is that those were people who reached out to him via email, said, we want to have a Zoom call with you. When he comes on the Zoom call, he has no idea who these people are. And they seem to be these middle type managers not the highest level of biggity bigs there, but these middle managers he's never seen before. And it's so easy for them to just cancel him, to fire him and judge him and shame him and read this thing where they say, you're a racist, you're a sexist. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm a, I'm a Muslim American. I, I served our nation in the military. Are you kidding me? And he's trying to push back. They're having none of it, but very impersonal. And I think the Zoom, the Zoom firing, I think there should be a rule that if you fire somebody, you do have to be in person. I think that should be that should be a rule and it should be widely established. The fact that they can be so impersonal and so judgy like that, I already don't like these people. And I want it, I want them to be outed, by the way. All right. We've we've got to take a quick break. We're gonna get your calls, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. I know that our screen is lit up here, and we've got to get to some developing stories right around the corner. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.